We used a bunch of kumquats throughout the community from people's trees and uh, added some white pepper and used a uh, great saison, uh, French saison yeast. I'm so immature. I'm sorry, guys. It took everything for me not to giggle every time you said kumquat. <laughs> like, <laughs> Jesus. Oh, man. It's one of those words that make me giggle. I don't know why. No, we, we, we all know. We all do know why. I'm yeah, sure yeah that's why. true. It's <laughs> <laughs> the same reason we all laugh about it. We all smiled. I've said it so many times that I don't laugh anymore, but yeah, I laughed a lot. <laughs> What's on tap? Welcome, everybody, to Cup to Cup, What's on Tap. This is our monthly segment where we have a brewmaster or brewer, uh, brew owner, whoever, uh, from a certain brewery on and uh, let them tell their story and uh, have them on for the rest of the episode. Today, we have our very special guest, Mr. Clayton Mathis, Jesus, I almost messed that up, uh, (laughs) from Oyster Brewing in Apalachicola. So welcome to the show, Clayton. Thank you, sir. Thank you guys for having me. We do appreciate it. I've been called much worse than Matthew. (laughs) We usually screen the last name and we forgot to do that. So I was like, it's an easy one. But again, it happens. Well, I'm a huge Green Bay Packer fan. So when I see Clay and Uh, Matt together, mm. Clay Matthews always comes out. That's my bad. That guy doesn't even play for the Packers anymore. We won't fault you for everything today. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, Yeah, like Kevin said, we usually have like a brewmaster on or an owner or all the above, and you so happen to be all of the above, correct? Uh, Yes, I'm not. I'm not an owner, but I am the, I've been the brewmaster or the head brewer. I really don't like taking that brewmaster title sometimes, but I've been the head brewer over there for uh, five years, and now I'm kind of the director of operations. I've been uh, do a little bit of accounting, do a little bit of brewing, a little bit of bartending, a little bit of managing, uh, kind of a little bit of everything within the business, and uh, it's pretty awesome. Jack of all trades. Hell yeah. So how did you get into getting paid to drink? Like how how did how how did it all start? Um, well. Uh, I had a lot of practice, a lot of drinking practice <laughs> uh, under my belt, definitely. And uh, I moved to Apalachicola and uh, found out that these guys were opening a brewery. And uh, they were already open for a few months. I went to them and uh, said, hey, I just want to get in. I really want to get involved in this. I had done a little bit of home brewing before, not a lot. And uh, they went out on a limb, uh, gave me a job, started off as a cellarman kind of scraping tanks and uh i mean scrape scrubbing floors cleaning tanks all that stuff and uh here i am now man just uh kind of the guy in charge of in charge of it all and uh i've learned so much along the way and got to meet a lot of great people and i've got to drink a lot of great beer and i hope it doesn't end anytime soon (laughs) that's awesome man so if, if you would say right now, like obviously you've done almost every job and it sounds like maybe sweeping and scrubbing is probably the worst part, but what would be the, the hardest hardest job you've ha- uh, had to do so far? Definitely, um, definitely a lot of different things in the brewery uh, have broken over the years. <laughs> and being in a very remote place like Apalachicola, I would say one day I might be a plumber. The next day I may be a <laughs> boiler mechanic. Um, the next day I'm brewing beer, the next day I'm cleaning a tank, or sometimes I'm doing all that stuff in one day. I would probably say 
boiler mechanic would have been the most difficult thing that I've had to do. And I've spent so many hours laying on my back or laying on my side or sitting on a bucket or crouched down beside a boiler working on it. So, And did you have any idea what you were doing? No, no. <laughs> I had no idea what I was doing. But luckily, we have the uh, internet. We have YouTube videos. YouTube. We have... Yeah, um, Honeywell customer service and Columbia boiler customer service that are wonderful. And uh, so if you're a boiler mechanic and you're close to Apalachicola and listening to this, give me a shout. <laughs> <laughs> we can be really great. Be really great to have one on call. Yeah, right. <laughs> are you guys the only brewery uh, in, that, in Apalachicola? We are the only brewery in Apalachicola. Apalachicola, if you haven't been, is a pretty small town. Um, of around 3,000 residents in the city and then about 12,000 residents in the whole, all of Franklin County. We do have another brewery across the bridge in East Point, which is about eight miles away, um, called East Point Beer Company, and they're relatively new. Mm. Your reviews all talk about how you guys are kind of the staple of the city now. Like, it's like, if you go there, you have to stop in kind of thing. Yeah, you know, Apalachicola went from being a commercial fishing town into adapting into a tourist town. So we've uh, kind of got that of uh, old Florida look, still very undeveloped. And we did something about four years ago where we put some benches, we put some benches outside along our sidewalk and had about added about 75 outdoor seats. Because once again, if you've been inside our brewery, we are slam packed to the gill with fermenters, bright tanks, brew house, grain. There's not a square inch where there's not something in there. So uh, we had to kind of improvise and it has kind of become the corner hub of the community. We got a great local following and so many people just get to come and hang out on the corner. And uh, it's just like a kind of a meeting gathering place. Nice, that's awesome, man. Anything cool and unique about how you guys brew your beer? Well. Check out our, um, you can probably check out our social media and kind of look at our brewery. It's uh, only about 2,600 square feet. Um, and we have a ancient um, 10 barrel system that has no markings on it as to where it came from. I've seen, um, I've seen the barrels, man. Those look, yeah. those look super old. Yeah, uh, they're copper jacketed, stainless steel on the inside. Uh, we uh, are not really sure where they originally came from. Um, but we were very unhappy with them and the salesman who sold them to us in the beginning or <laughs> to them in the beginning. And, um, but man, I'll tell you what, I've made a lot of beer on those things and uh, we've made a lot of great beer on them and we have a pretty good working relationship with each I was other now. Say, they're like your little babies now, right? <laughs> yes, they are. Uh, once I couldn't wait to get rid of them, now I'm like, no way we're getting rid of these things. They are awesome. <laughs> So was it just after the first like two or three beers that you got used to it or, or the first beer you're like, no, nah, I dig it. It's awesome. It's just kind of like looking at it was like terrible. Well, it wasn't necessarily the beer. We still, you know, having good beer come out of yeah. it, but it's just very uh, technologically not advanced. Okay. So, <laughs> mm. There's got nothing it. automated about it. You know, we stirred it for a long time with the kayak paddle. We um, uh, throw our bags into it directly so we've kind of uh improvised and have a grain auger with a grist hydrator and things to improve efficiency now but um you know we had a rough working relationship with it we have no whirlpool we have none of that so uh we've had kind of old school then right yeah it's very old school i mean it's and it still proves that you can make beer 
You can make really good beer. Damn good beer, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, with some old school stuff. I mean, it's been made that way for a really long time. For a lot longer than it's been made the current way that a lot of folks yeah, make right. it. Yeah, so. right. So I mentioned to you earlier that we're all rookies on this podcast. So here comes a rookie question. You mentioned like three machines. And I'm going to be honest. I don't think we've talked about the machines on this podcast. And I think you're the 12th or 13th uh, brewery. So if you can remember those past three machines you just talked about and tell me what they do, I'd, I'd be very happy. I heard Whirlpool. Talk. Well, I heard Whirlpool, yeah. but prior to that, there were a couple other ones just sounded really, really cool. Like Boiler Boilermaker, was that one of your other positions? Well, All the that boiler, just... the boiler, we have a uh, yeah. boiler-fired uh, brew house. So we have a brew house that consists of a mash tun and uh-huh. it consists of a boil kettle. So the mash tun is where you put your water and your grain in. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's where I grist hydrator, which hydrates the grain as it goes into the mash tun. Okay. So that's where you're mashing in. It's what's called mashing in. That's where you want to get your pH right. You want to get your temperature right, depending on the type of beer you're making. And um, you're going to let it in there. You're going to Vorloft it, which means you run it back on itself. And then the boiler will um, provide steam for the boil kettle. So after that, you take the liquid out of the mash, push it all over into your boil kettle, and that is where you're boiling your wort, because it is called wort, W-O-R-T, mm-hmm. before it becomes beer. That's where we're going to add our hops. That's where we're going to add some sugar with the Hooter Brown. We're adding honey with the lemon shark. We're adding lemongrass, lemon peel with the red snapper. We're using beets. So um, those are the two steps in our brewing process. A lot of other people have a whirlpool. They have, you know, some are four and five stage um, brew houses now, but we're yeah. very basic. And those are the two stages of ours. You didn't skip a beat, man. That was impressive. No. That wasn't, yes. not one beat was skipped in that sense. <laughs> I'm not a beat skipper, man. Yeah, no beat skipping here, not guys. Not a beat skipper. No beat skipping here. This is a no beat skipping zone. Also, for the record, Hooter Brown is one of my favorite named beers of any beer I've ever heard. <laughs> it's and Thank that's you. their best beer in my opinion. It's amazing. It is so and good. it is our it is our number one selling beer. It's our best beer. I talk about it the whole time that we're talking about beer here today. Um, and if you want to know about the name, mm-hmm. um, we'll dive yeah, into it. Let's it was, get into the beer. Let's hear this because I, I I really want to know why this is named this way and what's in it. Well, uh, they were going to name it Cooter Brown, which mm-hmm. I believe it was a soldier, or not a soldier. It was a citizen during the Civil War, who didn't want to fight for the North or the South. So he just sat around and got drunk the entire time. Okay. Um, but there was already a beer named Cooter Brown. So uh, the guys who started it, um, Rex, a couple of the guys who started it, Rex and Cassie and uh, Susan, her mother Susan, they owned the Owl Cafe across the street. So hence the Owl Cafe, instead of Cooter mm, Brown, mm-hmm. came Cooter Brown. Ah. So, I will yes. say... I'm from Pensacola, Florida, and there used to be a place that sold wings uh, that were damn good, like a little sports bar, and it was called Cooter Browns. Uh, ah. So, I mean, I'm sure that that seems to be a, like a popular name, so switching it up is probably the best idea. Yes, definitely, and it's been, I mean, that's that beer represents a little over 40% of our uh, total volume, so wow. damn. Uh, that's the one who pays all the pay, that's the one who pays everybody, and uh, and it is our best beer. We've just won a gold medal in the honey beer category at the Best Ooh. Florida Beer Competition for it. Well deserved. And uh, yeah, I think it's well deserved. Uh, we love it, so that is the origin of Hooter Brown and the Hooter Brown name. Nice, and so what's in the beer exactly? 
All right, so uh, we do use some, we used to use 100% Tupelo honey, okay. um, which is a uh, type of honey that is unique to the Gulf Coast area, which will not crystallize very bold honey. Um, we have since the um, decline of the population of the Tupelo trees and the bees were not getting um, enough Tupelo. So we have hence blended it with gallberry honey and we get all our honey within about 120 mile radius of the brewery. That's so awesome. pretty local. Um, and, uh, so we use that. It has a nice balance of roasted malts and chocolate malts and even honey malt. So, um, it turns out to be an eight and a half percent beer, dark in color, but still somewhat opaque. And it scares a little, a lot of people at first, but man, I mean, it's just a really smooth, easy drinking beer. It does not taste like it's eight and a half percent. And they can sneak up on you real, real quick. Yeah, 100%. But, um, man, for that beer to do this well on the Gulf Coast uh, has been excellent. We've gotten so much support from everybody, and it's a great beer, man. I can't talk about it enough. I can attest at literally everything you said because I'm not a brown ale fan typically, and you're right, man. It is just a smooth drinking beer. It is really, really good. You would never guess it's 8.5%, and you would never think of it as a heavy beer at all. Yes, a smooth beer and it'll get you drunk. So I get it'll will. get you drunk. <laughs> I got ass off the top of your head. Do you know how much honey you have to go through since it's, it consists of forty percent of like your your revenue? Yeah, we. Uh, I mean, we just started canning beer this past year, so I can't really speak for that. Okay. Or what we're going to be using in the volume, but you know, we brewed. Um, I think about 96 20 barrel batches of it last year in the brewery and wow. we use 120 pounds per batch wow what i'm not gonna do that math no, no that's enough no. those are enough numbers wow. uh for us i'm good there man wow yeah. so and now we're canning beer and um you know we're brewing a lot more of it yeah so uh that's only going to keep going and going and going so hopefully the bee population keeps going and all of our local honey producers keep uh working through they're for still sure. struggling after the hurricane. Yeah. Um, but that helps yeah. though, right? Like you guys, the, the man that you're you're asking for is kind of helping with the bee population, no? Yes. It's, well, it's definitely helped people to want to stay into the industry. Gotcha. Okay. Um, some of our guys are, you know, after the hurricane, uh, they lost everything. You yeah. know, lost their entire bee population, lost all their equipment. So uh, to know that we're going to be there to buy some more beer, as long as you guys keep drinking it, yep. then, uh, yeah, that's incentivizes them to uh, kind of get back into it and... Um, yeah that's awesome keep it keep it local so we're gonna try to keep it local yeah it also helps that you guys have some of the best oysters in the world there in Apalachicola too yes keep everybody coming in keep the you know the everybody flowing in so yes it is man and uh, we are uh, doing some uh, farmed oysters now in Apalachicola since the uh, declination of the wild oyster population so We've got a lot of great things going on in Apalachicola, um, despite all the rough things that uh, you know the entire Gulf Coast has been through over the last couple of years. So it's exciting times, man. You come down, you drink some great beer, and eat some locally farm-grown oysters that are served in all the places around town. That's awesome. awesome. And you said uh, before we started recording that you guys are actually growing further north, right? Yes, we are... Um, moving our beer as of last week we're moving our beer into 
uh, Dothan, Alabama, Montgomery, oh. Auburn, Opelika, Tuscaloosa. So we are really, really excited to uh, get into those markets. We've had a lot of folks from those markets asking us for our beer for years, and we're happy to finally be able to make enough to provide it. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, thank you. We're really, really, really excited to move into another state besides besides what we have already been in. We've only been in Florida and only from Apalachicola to Pensacola. And a small part of Florida. Like anybody that's listening that's not from Florida, like Apalachicola is in the middle of kind of nowhere compared to like where Definitely. we are, Jacksonville, Orlando, and Tallahassee. Like it's tucked away down there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, that is incredible to me to have you to watch you guys grow that far and go that far out. That's pretty cool. Thank you. And, yeah, and it's to a make cool little great town. beer too. Yeah. Well, I was telling uh, him earlier uh, while you were late to this episode, Chase, that <laughs> we were introduced uh, to his beer by you because you cracked open a bunch of Oyster City beers on the podcast, and we kind of like plug whatever beer or alcohol we're drinking during the podcast. And you had an Oyster City at least a half a dozen times. Oh yeah. So thank you, Chase, for at least doing yeah, something man. right. Yeah. I, I try. I try. <laughs> and I know. Uh, like you said, Hooter Brown, I think, might be Jose's favorite beer. It's definitely, a, I would say it's definitely a top five of all time for Jose. He loves Hooter Brown. I did not and know why that. Wouldn't he? Yeah, man. He loves He also loves when he orders it. He makes sure to always go, I'll have a Hooter Brown. <laughs> no, he doesn't. <laughs> yes, he, I swear to God. Uh, we're going to have him on. the. So he's our, uh, our producer on the podcast, and he has his own segment. Yeah. But we're going to bring him on uh, on Wednesday, and I can't wait to have him say that because I want to oh, hear Oh, he it. will. He will say it 20 times for you, dude. He loves saying that, and it is pretty fun, I nice. got to say. Nice. Awesome. Maybe we could work that into an ad somehow. Yeah. There you oh, go. don't, man. He loves he loves the spotlight. He loves the attention. Yeah. Don't don't give it to him, man. Uh, so speaking of other beers, so we can't just talk about that one. What what's some other ones that come to mind when uh, you think of Oyster City? Well, we've had uh, you know our two staple beers since the very beginning is has been or our three have been Hooter Brown, Mill Pond Dirty Blonde. Um, I'll talk about that one for a minute. Okay. Um, so we have something called the Mill Pond in Apalachicola. This is an area where a bunch of the shrimp boats and fishing boats come in. Uh, we now have a farmer's market over there by it every other Saturday, which is awesome. Um, so that's where we came with the um, Mill Pond Dirty Blonde name from. We also call it Dirty Blonde because we throw a little crystal malt in there, a little caramel malt in there, just to give it a little bit of a caramelly finish and give mm-hmm. it a little bit of a darker color and a little bit more body than your normal Blondale. So that has been our uh, second best-selling beer on draft ever since we started. Um, it's a favorite of the community. Um, it almost outsells Hooter Brown in our tasting room. Wow. And we just put it in a can two weeks ago. So that'll start nice. showing up everywhere. It already is showing up, but it'll be more places over the next couple of uh, weeks as well. And stay tuned to our social media and website. We'll update you on where you can find that beer in a can. And then our Appalach IPA, which um, that was my baby. I felt like when I got to the brewery, I um, we were going through some hop changes in that beer, and, and uh, they gave me a stack of books as high as the ceiling when I started with them. And um, you know, reading a four hundred page book about water or a three hundred page <laughs> book about hops. <laughs> that sounds riveting. We'll take a little bit out of you. Yeah. It'll take a little bit out of you, but I learned a lot. And uh, man, the IPA um, is what i have drank the most of since starting um and since making it 
Um, we have gone through some hop changes. It's got a lot. It's got a little Chinook, a little Cascade, a little uh, Centennial. Um, we throw some Amarillo in there, a little bit of Citra, of course. And we've gone through some changes with that beer because of hop shortages. Okay. But about two years ago, we really nailed it down, and it hasn't changed a bit since then. And um, we love it. So those are our three originals. And um, now we got the Mangrove, which is a mango pale ale, and it has really taken off. It has now surpassed mm. the IPA in sales. And it has really taken off, and it's very subtle mango, and it still packs a punch at 8.2%. Holy never moly. I feel like there's an yeah. average going on here. Yeah, uh, right. are, are they all around <laughs> 8 and 7%? Eight or above here. Man, we do like to drink. <laughs> and we yeah. do like to drink for a purpose. Yeah, yeah you and get I your sure money's worth. get with that purpose. We do it very responsibly, but yes, you will get your money's worth. I like that. I like um, that. Is the blonde yeah. that high as well? No, the blonde is five and a half. Okay. I was like, damn, all right. That's so that's so pretty high for a blonde, I yeah. feel yeah, like. Yeah, our blonde is five and a half. The IPA is 6.9. Mm. Um, okay. And uh, then we have our Tate's Hellas, which is a Hellas lager. It is named after Tate's Hell National Forest, and it is a German Hellas lager. So Tate's Hellas. I like it. Uh, and uh, the story was a gentleman named Tate was lost in the woods, and um, he got, it was so thick, and the woods were so thick and awful that when he got out, um, he died, and they named the forest after him. So we Man, said he would have. That's sur- depressing. He probably, <laughs> yeah, but he probably would have survived if he would have had, you know, a couple cans or growlers. Oh, that's yeah. true. Oh, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. He at least would have yeah. died happier. Well, yeah, uh, he's definitely. a beer now, so I mean, I think he's pretty happy. Like, I think he, yeah. he, he's he's cool with what happened. <laughs> and with All our right. names of our beer, we try to keep them locally related, yeah. or something to like do that. with the water or nautical themed. That's pretty cool. That forest definitely haunted. I'm going. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Just don't go in the uh, summer, man. The mosquitoes look like they're like hummingbirds. Oh, <laughs> uh, dangerous. Chase. You got a skeeter on your Peter. Knock it off. It's <laughs> another on my brother. What's up? Ask the question, man. I don't want to take it from you. I know you're dying to ask it. What is the weirdest beer you have on tap? Or ever or had ha- Or have had on tap. Messing your own question up. The weirdest beer that yes. we have had on tap. So far to date, no one has beaten the curry beer. Yes. Whoa. Not gonna yeah. beat a curry beer. No. <laughs> I don't I don't know I don't know what it would take to beat a curry beer. Yeah. But Man, um I guess the most I guess the weirdest beer that we had on tap would be a white pepper kumquat Saison. Wow. That is a good one. Kevin that just had his first Saison a couple of days ago. I did, yeah. That would uh, that would definitely be the weirdest beer. We don't, and one thing that I think kind of separates us a little bit from a lot of the breweries uh-huh. is uh, we don't make a lot of weird beers. We make like right now we have a uh, you know all the beers I've mentioned. We have an amber. We yeah. have another IPA, a double IPA. We have a golden ale. We have a leather lager. Um, the weirdest beer we have now is a peanut butter porter. I guess sounds good. But the white good. the white pepper. Uh, kumquat saison. We used a bunch of kumquats throughout the community from people's trees, and uh, added some white pepper and used uh, great saison, uh, French saison yeast, and uh, yeah, it was uh, pretty excellent. 
I'm so immature. I'm sorry, guys. It took everything for me not to giggle every time you say kumquat. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. It's one of those words that make me giggle. I don't know why, but Uh, the beer alone does sound pretty weird. We all do know why it makes you Yeah, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) It's the same reason we all laugh. We all smile. I've said it so many times that I don't laugh anymore, but yeah, I laughed a lot. <laughs> <laughs> the name alone is pretty hard to say if you said it three times fast. I mean, that's that's a lot well, of syllables. You don't in have that. to. Don't no. feel obligated. I'm not no. trying to. I'm going to butcher no. it very badly if I did. <laughs> I got a question for you because you yeah. guys are in like a fishing city there, yeah. uh, town, whatever you want to call it. Uh, mm-hmm. I f- when I think about fishermen, I think of people just coming off the boat like, you know, just give me, you know, your your cheapest, coldest beer and, you know, so I can be on my way to bed before I have to get back up and do this again. I mean, are they adapting to like, you know, these uh, different types of beers or are they kind of just stick with, uh, you know, one particular? Thought that. We have a real, I mean, of course, you've got to have a Blondale and we've had really good success with our Tate's Hellas Lager. There are always going to be those folks who want a clear pale yeah yeah easily drinkable beer yeah but yeah man you know the you when you think about fishing and you think about the uh, gulf coast you think about light beers you think about you know your easy drinking beers but we have had a lot of local success and we have had a lot of fishing guide uh fishing guides bringing their trips into our brewery to uh drink our beer afterwards that's actually a great uh, idea very very grateful for them um, doing that but yeah man you know we were a little worried about it but um, once again we don't make any super crazy styles of beer yeah yeah. so if you can and if you can get somebody to try Hooter Brown one time man probably 85 percent of them are going to come back and drink that's, it. that's all sure. it takes yep. for you sure know, you just got to get them hooked and i think yep. we've worked on getting them hooked no pun intended no oh, oh no I, I think pun Ooh. intended that was good yeah, that was oh, well that, done yes i i placed that there <laughs> for comedic value so uh before we jump into lonely island uh, the next the last question i try to get to ask is, is if you have any like new beers coming out um soon perfect timing yes um now that we have kind of grown up as a real grown-up beer company we have never been able to really do any seasonal releases like on schedule, besides our Red Snapper IPA, which is for snapper season every year. So yes, we have, as I just mentioned, we just did a peanut butter porter that went on tap a couple weeks ago that I uh, probably haven't mentioned much on social media or anything else. And then we did, tomorrow, we are releasing our Raspberry Hibiscus B-Liner Weiss. So it is hibiscus and raspberry, kind of tart, 4.7%, and uh, we've had great success with it in the brewery, so we will be releasing it into our Florida markets on draft this year. We're really, really excited. Got a lot of excited people um, about that, so um, we have that. I have another Berliner in the tasting room um, called the Corner Jam, which is strawberry and blackberry. We have an ESB that was recently tapped in our tasting room. But as far as releases, that uh, Raspberry Hibiscus is the one we're most excited about, and I think we've got the most buzz. We uh, sold it really, really quick last year, and we had it in our tasting room for the last couple did of you, months. Did you say that was a lager? No, no, it is a Berliner. Oh, Berliner, okay. A Berliner Weiss, yeah. Damn, so, I don't know yep. what that is. I'm going to be honest with you. That is, uh, <laughs> it is just a style of beer. 
and most of the time um, they are tart or sour, okay. very yes. sour. Ours is not very sour. Ours is more tart. Okay. Raspberries um, will help out with that, right? Yes, yeah. they definitely will. They definitely will. <sighs> All right. At least but it's in the market. That's so that a means... summertime beer, man. Summertime beer. Oh, hell yeah. I am. I love my buddy, Andy. I've said a million times, got me into sours, and I, I haven't stopped since. I can drink yeah. them. That's the one beer I can continue drinking all day and not stop, whereas other beers like Hazy's or IPA's, like, I, I got to slow down after like three or four. That's why we've got it, man. We're getting ready. We're getting geared up for spring break. I like it. I like it. <laughs> Drink a bunch of them. All right. All right. Speaking of us, uh, spring break, which is a great uh, segue into it. Uh, let's hit up some Lonely Island um, where I'm going to give you a couple uh, situations, if I may. And uh, you try to give us a couple beers for them. Okay. I'm Mr. Lonely. Oh, it's been a while. All right. <laughs> if you were stranded on an island and can only bring one beer that's from your brewery, what would it be? I feel like we know this. We it's gotta it's ask gotta anyway. be. I mean, it's got to be Hooter Brown. Yeah. Gotta just be. have to bring that it's one along. It's got to be. Yeah. Sometimes you guys be. throw us a curveball, so I had to ask. Got to hook them in, right? Yeah. All right. Yep. One beer excluding your own your own brewery's beer. Oh, man. It's tough I one. would have to. It is, man, but I'm I'm... I'm going to lean over to um, the good old go-to IPA that got me into craft brewing or craft beer, which would be the old Two-Hearted Ale. Oh, Ooh, that's gosh. a good one. That's a good one. It's just such a great beer and tried and true. And um, yeah, that's that's got to be it. That's definitely my top five right there. I think you mentioned it a few times. That's one of your favorite beers, right? Yeah. It's, that's I mean, a great it's, beer. It's a, it's worth every penny for sure. Yeah. Yes, definitely. And has stayed so consistent. Yeah. I visited the brewery a couple months ago for Christmas because um, I was in that area of Michigan traveling around. And I had so many hangovers that weekend, but it was well worth it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, haters going to hate. Uh, let me hit that intro and we'll dive into this one because it's probably one, one of the most unique uh, reviews we've got. Haters going to hate. And haters going to hate. That is not an actual thing people say. This is what you do to haters. You just smile. All right, so this is a segment where I pull a bad review from either Google, Yelp, or Untapped. This one's from Untapped. Uh, I'm going to read it out, and I'm going to have you rebuttal it as uh, mean or nice, however you want to do it. So this one's on Corner Jam from Oyster City Brewing, obviously. It's a sour. Uh, they gave them, I guess, two and a half medals. And Chuck G says, okay, so who did you make stand in a garbage can between two fermenters? Question mark. I don't think he likes it. I don't think he does either. I don't much understand uh, what that means. Uh, <laughs> what the hell does that mean? Me Why would you stand in a garbage can between two fermenters? I'm not. I don't really understand that, but, you know, Chuck G, sorry that you feel that way, but, you know, Anyone who's going to go online and waste time doing that. (laughs) It's bad. I won't get, I really won't get into that very much. But uh, (laughs) Anthony Bourdain talked about people going Yelp all the time pretty well. The best in the world. 
You can just Google that and yeah. that'll be pretty, that'll, <laughs> that'll pretty much sum up the way I feel about it. But um, hey man, don't order a sour if you don't like sour. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the I think, funny thing, what's go up? ahead. No, go ahead. I, we might say the same thing. Cause I yeah. think normally I feel like it's people that order beer and don't know what it is. Minus, uh, Southern, Southern Swells had one where the guy ordered a beer and then talked about it like it, what, what was it? A pale ale or something like that and complained that it had too much hop in it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. It, there's just so many times yeah. that they just don't have a clue. Like, I mean, honestly, I don't know. And I might not like a beer, but I don't have a clue what goes into it. So I don't have any expectations or enough time in my hands to <laughs> bitch about the beer. So he's just trying yeah. to get his next badge on whatever. Yeah. This I'm is. Say, did he earn some kind of badge? On <laughs> he he earned the writing steady level 16. Level 16. Wow. Don't take it away from him. And he oh, earned the it's been in Berliner badge. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if he's trying to drink good. a Berliner so he could get another badge. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Well, the funny thing that I was going to say is that I think in his profile picture, it almost looks like he's got a margarita in there. Or something. <laughs> like, all right, dude, you, this is your profile picture, you know, for. for oh, my untapped, God, I think you know? it is. Uh, but, I mean, you're, you're talking about beer. All right, dude, whatever. I think it is a margarita. How are you on a beer app with a margarita as your profile picture? <laughs> good call, Kev. That's awesome. Fucking Chuck G. (laughs) You suck, Chuck. All right. uh, Drinking buddies. This one's fun. Hold it now. Hold it now. Time to get drunk with my drinking buddies. Drinking buddies. All right, Clay. uh, I'm going to do three drinking games, one different partner for each. The first drinking game will be Celebrity Beer Pong. Which celebrity would be your partner? Man, Larry Bird. I like yeah, it. Yeah, Ooh, Larry Legend. I haven't heard that one yet. Yeah, that's a good pretty one. Pretty sure he can still shoot the J, man. Oh, yeah. Damn right, uh, he could. He was pretty tough. You don't forget Gotta that. Gotta call elbows on him. He was pretty rough, <laughs> tough, and, uh, you know, he talked a lot of shit when he was uh, playing ball, so I'm pretty sure he could still uh, step up. And, Hell, uh, yeah. Perfect. Pound some beers right and sink them. Yeah, and being how big he is, he probably, kinda, he probably could take down a good case or two and not get drunk. Oh, I yeah. feel like he can handle yeah, his beer. definitely. All right. Uh, athlete chug off. Which athlete could you beat at a chug off? Well, since we got a Green Bay Packers fan on <laughs> here, here go. I got to go after your quarterback, man. <laughs> it's wow, yes. it's been pretty yes. embarrassing. Pretty oh, embarrassing it was watching 100% him. Hundred percent embarrassing. Try to chug uh, a beer. So yeah, I mean, yeah, I got to go against. Uh, got to go against old Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> well, uh, you know, we we made this segment before he did that too, and then he did that, and now it seems like every other. Every other answer is my boy Aaron. It's, it's Easy. the easiest answer. Yeah. yeah. Well, and he was he was in mid season or preseason form. Like he was getting whatever in he shape. To, whatever you know, need to say, which, man. Come on. Just, which didn't just, stop like Stafford or any of the offensive linemen. But yeah. but he's the only one. Like, just, let me sip this. Take that. Take he's that. also a Scotch drinker. So oh I mean, come God, on, Kevin. Stop, stop giving it to him. Let it go. Him. He sucks yeah. at it. God. Yeah. All right. Uh, fictional character cornhole. Any character, movie, book, cartoon, anything, any person you want. Oh man, I, maybe a uh, Calvin from Calvin and Hobbes. Calvin and Hobbes. Oh, like wow, it. that is definitely yeah. a unique one. And you hit it right off yeah. the bat, so like I, it's the most honest one. Yeah, I was just I mean, reading one of the books recently. Okay, it's pretty. Uh, I mean, it's pretty enlightening if you read. I think it's one of the most enlightening uh, comic book strips huh. that you'll ever check out. Go check it out. Absolutely. I well, mean, I, everybody can use a little humor every now and again, so. <laughs> yeah it's not so much about the cornhole but 
Yeah. You could just I have just a good conversation. Well, I, I mean, that's kind of the point. have a good conversation yeah. about, you know, the end of the world, all these different things with this little kid. Uh, yeah, so. I think that good. was your intention, right, Chase? Because you made up these uh, these three games. Yeah, man. I I just, I like, especially with a fictional character, Cornhole, man, there's just so many options you could go. And it's kind of cool getting insight from different people and their different thinking behind it. Like, it's really, really cool. So, that I think that's actually my favorite one is fictional character cornhole because we've had such a wide variety of answers. <laughs> Where yeah, celebrity and like athlete, I feel like we've had, if not the same answers, like a lot of similar answers, but fictional character cornhole, you never know where yeah. someone's going. And I love it. I can't Lit. think of them off the top of my head, but I just, I know they've been weird. I know they've been weird a lot of times. They've been great. Yeah, that's them. good. I hope I could, can, I could add to the weirdness. We, oh, for sure. We need for to just sure. add a full, like, I need to cut them all together and just put them together and show you guys. <laughs> Dude, at that'd the end be of the great. Year. I would yeah. love to see that, actually. All right. Uh, let's wrap this up with some beer trivia. Trivia. All right, Clayton, just to give you a heads up, it is not just you. It's uh, you versus Chase and Kevin. All right. And we have multiple choice, so pressure's off. And I'm terrible at trivia, so. And Chase is a very uh, um, competitive person. Nope. The, nope. Couldn't care less. <laughs> the most competitive. All right. Nope. Uh, via factretriever.com, what period of time is said to have drank far more than we do today? Was it the Great Depression, medieval times? renaissance or the great migration Ooh. uh chase you go first why do you always do that you man? did the because you hear in the background you hear this i'm like always oh, nervous that's I'm going t- well that's my i attack. feel like i feel like they i feel like great depression is an answer that like you want to just be like oh it's definitely not great depression like you know um, but they made all that bad alcohol. I never said it was beer. I'm just saying like drink as an alcohol. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, see, I feel like that one's the trick one because you're like, oh, there's no way it's Great Depression. And then you find out it is. And you're like, well, what the hell, man? Yeah. What the hell, <sighs> <But> man? Do, <laughs> do I want to guess that, man? What, what else? Renaissance, Great Depression. What else? Uh, medieval times and the Great Migration. <sighs> the, when you first said it, medieval times is what jumped off the bat with me even though i think it yeah i'm gonna go immediately i'm, I'm going medieval i'm going right. medieval on this bitch all right clay and i'll have you go next man i have to go great depression man. damn it <laughs> yeah after, <laughs> it was, after chase like I'm selling it that way and i was like if you went with great depression then i was gonna have to go with something different even though I, it's gotta be great depression yeah gotta i know be. man uh, what else was there to do nothing <laughs> it's true all right kevin what else is there to do? That's what I was going with. So with the great migration, like these people, everybody's moving, you know, and they, they had to stock up on a whole shit ton of beer to take with them. Uh, so that's why uh, <laughs> like I'm it. going with that one. Yep. All right. Before I give this answer out, Clay, and I have to give you a backstory and I have to ask this now because we haven't made a rule up. So because we're guys, we uh, it's a competition. So we have trivia on, on our other side of the podcast. I have to know between the guys because I don't know if we count what's on tap trivia answers. Guys, do you want to count this answer? I think we should, but t- towards your overall total, I think we should. I'm still okay with it. Yeah, that's fine. It's You're still okay a head-to-head comp. Clayton, so. what do you think, man? Should we keep? Yeah, man, go for it. All right, I like it. But that probably means I got it wrong because one of us yeah, got that it means right. One of them yeah, got one it. One of us right. got it right. Yeah, I think it's Kevin. <laughs> yeah. Most of the time, the guests get it right and the guys uh, don't. But because we're stupid, yeah. This time, Kevin, Chase oh. is now the leader. 
Yes, you can put it on the board. Yes. Uh, so right now, so we have all these in the beginning of the year, and the total claim for both of them is uh, four versus four. And this one now makes Chase the leader at five Ooh, versus four. Buddy. So Jason is so happy right now. He's, he's, he's been wanting <laughs> he's, me, me to Jesus lose for like so, so long. So. And by what? the way, Clean, my boys are very, uh, they're, they're sore losers. Uh, no, they, no. they do not I'm, handle I'm a very well. gracious, gracious loser. Yeah. I just don't do it often. <laughs> but sorry, Clean, you did get it wrong. So I do apologize about that. I love how the guys don't even care. They're like, yeah, who cares? <laughs> Do we have do we have any stats? Do we have any stats on that on that uh, on how much the average person? Oh no! So I went bed? to go uh, look for the citation. I had a little number there, and I got lazy and did not click it. But I wow. will put it in the show notes. I'm going to put in the notes, guys. If you guys want to know what they think they drink, um, and then see if you guys want to beat it this year, we can try that. I mean, it's, I don't know <laughs> if that's a good thing. We're we're trying <laughs> to push <laughs> alcoholism, which is not a great thing, but. <laughs> Uh, but on that note, uh, Mr. Clayton, I know we briefly talked about not talking about it, but I know a lot of your events have been canceled, uh, because of recent, um, issues. Uh, so do you have any updates for your listeners now or for our listeners now and moving forward or just where to go look for, um, like the changes and schedule and stuff? Yeah. Since, um, all of this, uh, is going on right now, we have uh, canceled, um, pretty much all of our events for the next eight weeks. Mm. So the craft beer festivals that we were going to be a part of in Florida and a part of in Alabama and uh, the hoedown and the SGI Brewfest uh, on St. George Island and, and Apalachicola, everything's going to be uh, postponed or canceled right now. We'll still revisit all those things. But you can get our beer um, on tap at over 300 locations from Apalachicola to Pensacola. And um, you can get it in... Publix, you can get it in um, any most of your local grocers, most of your local um, uh, liquor stores. From Apalachicola to Pensacola, Tallahassee, you can get it in about 15 to 20 locations in Ocala, Florida, over into Cedar Key. And now we are moving into Montgomery. I do not have very many locations in Montgomery, Dothan, Opelika, Auburn, or Tuscaloosa yet because we just moved in there this week. But um, if you go into somewhere and they don't have it, then tell them you want it. <laughs> there you go. I like that. Does that actually help? Like, do they reach out to you guys? Yeah, man. If enough people go into one store and say, hey, you got that Oyster City beer, you got that Hooter Brown, you got that Mail Pond Dirty Blonde, then, yeah, they can reach out directly to me. Directly to me. Perfect. And uh, I will uh, personally, hopefully, make sure that they get it in there as long as it is in our current distribution territory, which we do hope to expand throughout the year. And um, we want to thank everybody for drinking our beer and thank our community for supporting us. And thank you guys for having me on the show, man. Oh, I've had a great time. It, man. Yeah, I'd love thanks to do for it coming again. on. Dude, I dig 45 accent, minutes man. flew by quick. Oh, I told yeah, you, man. Yeah. Uh, don't mess around. Yeah, man. Well, you this accent it. is not Florida. This is South Carolina. I'm originally from a little town called Gaffney, South Carolina. Okay. Still dig the accent, man. But uh, everybody Thanks. check them out at uh, Oyster City Brewing Company on Instagram. I know I do because you guys actually keep a lot of keep me updated with all the events and stuff and all the new beers and everything. Um, yes. Plus, your cans are simple but so clean on these photos, man. I, I got to be honest Thank with you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we were uh, trying to kind of go old classic Florida. I and, dig it. Uh, we kind of drew that from some of the old crab buoys that were used. Oh, okay. Um, That's awesome. Families and. Uh, yeah, we love the cans and they really stand out. And man, we just hope everybody keeps drinking them and uh, please, please, please giving please. us great feedback. Like uh, Chuck 
G or whatever. <laughs> Chuck G. Yeah. Yeah. Chuck G. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta earn those badges, man. Yeah. yeah. Damn you, yeah, Chuck man. G. <laughs> He's going back to his margaritas after yeah. this. Don't worry about it. He has no taste. But yeah, Clay, and thank you so much for joining, buddy. Uh, it was Thanks awesome. Thanks so much, bub. Thanks, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. Thank Thanks, you, guys. Man. Appreciate it. Later.